Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to the same old screamers. I got it right. They got it right. <laughs> I got it right in one. The same old screamers um, is back for episode three. And I'm your host tonight, Dan Potts. Unfortunately, Craig is not with us tonight. He is not very well. Uh, I think his back's gone, bless him. And he's been with the doctors all day trying to get some painkillers and trying to rest up. So we wish him well and hopefully be back later on in the week. Joining me, as always, is Simo. Simo, how are you, mate? Very well, mate. Well, not very well, actually. <laughs> that's, hmm. that's just normally my go-to. I'm fine, but I'm actually dying inside. That's, uh, <laughs> I'll put on a smile for the show. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's been a rough couple of days. Yeah, it's been a strange, strange time. We will get into it. Joining us again is Jake. Jake, how you doing, bud? All good, mate. All good. Bit similar to Simo, really. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think we're all a bit like that. Um, and I couldn't leave it just the three of us. I thought, who do I know that I can come on and take the mick out of for an hour? And I thought, Ray. So, Ray, how you doing, buddy? Oh, you couldn't get the lead judges. You got his uh, standing uh, stunt double. And you got me instead. I've got to say, I've got to, I've got to wish Craig all the best and... I, if if I'm right, the best painkiller right now is watching Arsenal play football. So he's insulted. Uh, <laughs> right, you know sleep. what, man? You're not even wrong. That is the thing. And you won't hear any any arguing from me about the way our football club is being run at the moment and the way we're playing is even more shambolic. But there is only one way to start and one place to start, and it is the Super League. Um, when this news came out over the weekend. It was as if all of football had gone into mourning. Gary Neville had his rant, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville last night ranting outrage um, in the media, in the fan base. There's been a lot of backlash. Um, 
I made my opinions quite clear last night on the same old Arsenal about what I thought about it. And I said that in 2003, when Roman took over Chelsea, I thought that potentially money would ruin football. And I never really knew as to how bad it would get until this weekend passed. We don't know enough about it yet to lose our heads completely, but from what we're hearing, it does not sound too good. I'm amazed that Arsenal and Spurs have even mentioned in this, and the reason it is is because it's the rich six, not the big six. Let's get that right. There is no way that Everton, West Ham and Leicester deserve to be put behind Everton, behind Spurs and Arsenal, particularly in this season but they are because they're not as rich. And it's clearly a money-making thing yet again. There's nothing wrong with our format in the Champions League. There's nothing wrong with the Europa League. That's what you all want to be looking towards in terms of ambition. Every single club should want to play in European football. And it's no different. This Super League is a disgrace as far as I'm concerned. And there's no other word for it. The only words that people are talking about are greed. They're talking about little mafias coming together. They're talking about American owners not having any understanding of what football is about, what the English game's about. And I stand by that and I think as well if you're looking at what the American sports do in ice hockey and basketball and baseball and this isn't a slate Americans this is just to say that their sports are completely different to England for a reason I don't want to see Beyonce and Jay-Z at half time I don't want to see trumpets and cheerleaders I don't want to watch my team and then at half time go and have a beer on the concourse and speak to my late lads and say like how did you think that went and most of the time of late it's been absolutely diabolical but that's part of it that's what happens you get there you chat to your mates and you have a chat I don't want to hear drum and bass while I'm watching the football. I don't want to hear like basketball, loads of music. I don't want to see any of that stuff. I love football for what it is. And at the moment, what we're seeing is the first of what could be quite a bad, bad time for Arsenal Football Club, for English football and for football in general. And I think that Gary Neville was right in what he's saying. It could change forever. Simo, let's come to you. How was you feeling once the news broke this weekend? A little bit numb, mate. It didn't actually feel quite real. Uh, To comprehend what they were trying to do, it just baffled me. And then it just kept coming. The club statements came out. I was shocked by that. Um, And I I just, I genuinely can't believe it. I mean, it's, I can't believe these billionaires are sat in little dark rooms and Zoom calls making the decisions that affect billions of people. Billions of people watch football uh, and it just doesn't belong to them. And right, you've mentioned that how the Americans run sports and it is completely different from how we do it there is no in the vast majority of sports in america there is no promotion of relegation and the mls there is no promotion of relegation if you buy in as a franchise but there's a lot of other things that are different they, they draft a lot of their players from college they have wage um, caps you can only play certain you can only pay a certain amount of players a certain amount of money to keep to make sure that they keep a, a certain amount of homegrown players there's none of that in the super league none of it it doesn't make any sense that the, the only reason that you can't you can't promote or relegate in this league is to take offer these billionaires assurances that they have the steady the steady stream of income and uh, like, it's calculated that if, if you're a team in this league and it does go ahead, you make $200 billion a year just off this league, not off the Premier League. Your domestic league becomes the Carabao Cup, essentially. Um, and it, it becomes... It's because it, your, your domestic performance means you could be in a championship and you're still operating this league making $200 billion, uh, $200 million, uh, a, a year. Um, and, how, and how are the teams around you supposed to compete with that? How 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 is how is Leicester Villa, Leeds United, Everton, Wolves, um, all these teams that are trying to chase the top six and 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 dismount them and and that's that's the way f- football should be. There should always be a chasing pack that's trying to um, 
you know, catch up and, and get there. And it, it's it's an absolute disgrace. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be that ambition, you know. And there needs to be the door that's open for this. And uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I don't know what I'll do if this goes ahead. Mm. Likewise, Ray, I'll bring you in. Uh, yeah. I think that when it comes to it, the 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 main thing about this that everyone hates is the fact that it could ruin what we've grew up and loved. And I know there's been change before. I know there was the Premier League that was made up. This is different because we're talking about Ipswich Town potentially being promoted at one stage in their life. This is not the same. This is These clubs are rich enough to compete with each other. And as much as we want to see football in the elite, not this way, surely, Ray. Yeah, but um, look, look, I mean, I'm probably a few years older than you guys, so I was knocking about in the 70s. Just when a few, just a few. Years, mate. Football was very, very <laughs> different. Um, and you're right. I mean, the Premier League's come along. We've had this, lots of things have come in um, to change the landscape. You know, there used to be a time where you shared revenue at home games with the away side. Uh, they took that away because obviously teams like Man United uh, the, most of the fans at, uh, at Old Trafford were Man United fans, so they wanted more of the revenue for themselves. And slowly and slowly, things have been eroded. The Premier League came in. And here's the thing. People talk about a chance to get in the Premier League and uh, into the Champions League from the Premier League. I mean, I still hate the fact that it's not the uh, champions that go into the European Cup. I mean, it's a load of rubbish, this Champions League. You get Liverpool finishing 20-odd points off the top and then they get in the Champions League, lose four games out of 13 and they win the, the whole tournament. I mean, that, that's, you know, that, that's giving too, that's giving luck, um, too much luck and too much of a fair chance when, when they don't deserve it. Um, I mean, it's not having a pop at Liverpool, it's just having a pop at the system. Um, and so it's been going on for, for donkey years. And if you actually look at the teams that are qualified for the Champions League in all the seasons that I think it's been running, I, I read somewhere the other day, it's about 92% of all clubs qualified from the big six. So you've got very few of the clubs that have actually qualified. So people say, oh, yeah, you can get there, but actually, can you? You know, I read it was 96 teams could have qualified for the Champions League. I mean, Blackburn did it once, Leeds did it once, um, Newcastle did it twice, Everton did it twice, and maybe Leicester once. That's it, seven, eight, and nine, whatever. And that's out of 96. So there's not many that actually make it. So if they can have 15 teams that, you know, don't... Uh, ever get relegated and always get there, they're still offering five places for other teams. And there might be another team from England that make it. How much different is that to what's been going on? So money's always been there. And the the rich and powerful, as I said this today, we're in a capitalist society. The rich and powerful want to become more, want to become richer and more powerful. And they'll do whatever it takes and stand on whoever's neck they want to make that happen. We had the... uh, uh, we had United and Liverpool had the audacity to try and snatch power between, basically between themselves with this project big picture. And I said, it's just, it will come back in a different guise, whether it's a project big picture for the Premier League or like this, the Super League. It's going to come back because the American owners, they will just, I mean, what I said they'll do, they'll get their mates to buy clubs like Burnley was sold for about 200 million quid. And they had a lot of money in the bank. So I think the guy probably put less than 50 million quid down I think it was 30 million quid or something, and he borrowed the rest. So, you know, and then you get enough clubs together and they'll vote for, they'll vote for, uh, like Turkey's voting for Christmas. So the money's going to, it's taken over. I can't see how we're going to turn it around as fans. You know, we're just, we don't matter. We don't care. And I've said this for years fans don't really matter to the clubs. At City now, um, I think the pre COVID, our match day income was about 9%. 
nine or 10% of our total income. So that's how little fans matter. If you go back probably seven or eight years, it'd have been 20% of our total income. You know, and the problem is the local fans don't give any more to the club. We've got a season kit, the card, cheapest one now is 325 quid. So you can get to see some of the best football in, in the world at under 20 quid a league game. They sell those tickets on the open market. They're selling them for 60 to 80 quid. Mm. So they don't want those local fans. We're, you know, I'll go there. If I take my son, yeah, I'll buy him something to eat and maybe some sweets or whatever. But a lot of fans, you see them. They're in the pub, cross the road, 20 minutes before kickoff, they cross the road, get inside, watch the game, finish out, go back to the pub, go down the chippy. They spend nothing at the club. And they want these global fans to come who are coming from the States. You get there, you've got to buy a kit, haven't you? You've got to buy a programme. You've got to have a full experience. So they're much happier to have someone there once in their once or twice in their lifetimes spending two or 300 quid to go than a, a local fan who's spending 300 quid on a season card and very, very little else. So... You know, it's 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 the way it's going to go, and it's going to keep going because these guys they want a consistency. They want a consistency um, of of income. They want to know what their budgets are for the following year. If you don't know until the last day of the season whether you're going to get in the Champions League and get an extra eighty million quid or not, how can you determine your budget for the following season? And uh, they want this certainty. You can see, um, you stop me anytime you want, but the markets see how they reacted. United's uh, stock market value went up two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, was it Juventus has went up 17% on the back of this. So the problem is the, a lot of these big clubs, look, they're crap now. You know, AC Milan haven't won their league since 2010, Inter since oh, 2011, Inter since 2010. Juventus has sat fourth at the moment. Oh, they've had a nice run, yeah, and all that. Spurs haven't won the league since, years. I, since I had hair. Okay, <laughs> they haven't won the league, you know, and you know they're not even going to struggle to qualify this season. Arsenal, you're down in what was it ninth or tenth? You haven't won the league since about 15 years ago, 16 years ago. You got other clubs, and what's happened is they've been badly managed, you've been badly financially managed, and that's left them in this crap state. You got the Spanish clubs, billion quid in debt. You know, you Barcelona, billion quid in debt. Real Madrid, something like seven, eight hundred million quid in debt. You know. And they need to stop. Get stop. I mean, um, I think there is going to be a wage cap. It's going to be fifty five percent of turnover. So they're finding ways to say, right, we're going to put a limit on this, and the rest of it is going to be profit. So instead of losing, what they're doing obviously now is losing money to try and keep pace with with someone who's got more money than them, and they don't want to do that. Whereas all the way through football's history, it's if the fellow next to you's got more money and puts more money in, they're going to get a better chance of success. You know, you know. I, since Jake's not here, I've, uh, you know, I'll have a cheap pop at Liverpool. But a, Liverpool is a prime example of a club that were formed simply to make money because the owner tried to put up the rent. Everton used to play Anfield. They put the rent up. They said, screw this. Went across Stanley Park um, and built their own stadium at Goodison Park. He, so this fella's left there with with an empty stadium, no, no, no tenants. He formed a, a football club within was it four or six years. They'd won the first division, won the league because he pumped the money in. So whoever pumps the money, you saw Jack Walker, he pumped enough money in, they won the league. Um, Sir John Hall pumped so much money in, Newcastle almost won the league. And it's the same. Abramovich pumped the money in, Chelsea won the league. You know, can think of another club that pumped the money in. Everybody's <laughs> pumping money in. And, 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 and that's what it's all about. And so these guys, they've had success for so long because they were the richest. No one could compete. Now someone's who's, who's a... hang on. You guys are you guys are paupers compared to me. Shit, Mansoor comes along with twenty two billion dollars and says, "What are you guys doing?" 
you know, I was going Abramovich to say, who's the richest in the league right now, Ray? Well, that's it. Abramovich comes, and, and, and so these guys are now playing second fiddle to everybody else, and their finances can't cope. They don't want to sell up. They want to keep control. You know, there will be people who are quite willing to buy some of these um, fallen giants. But the problem is they want that steady stream of income. They want the t- uh, place at the top table. UEFA are much better. You know, I mean, some people are trying to say UEFA are the, the good guys in this. They're not the good guys. They've been screwing us for, 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 for years. We know that. I mean, City fans boo. People ask, why do you boo? It's because UEFA screwers. They don't care about the fans either. You know, you get fined more for being one minute late. I, uh, after half time, than the fans um, racially abusing opposition players, you know. So there's there's a lot going on, and it's all to do with money. And I, honestly, uh, unless the players make a stand, and unless the the extra clubs that they want to come on board make us uh, say we're not going to do it, the, us fans can't change it. Uh, you know, we can make as much noise as we want, but. We don't matter to them. They'll find some new fans. You know, I was talking to some guys yesterday, and my final point, and let you guys chip in yourself. But you'll get to a stage where, you know, at City, say, say City can't fill the stadium. Well, everybody says we can't anyway, but... Say City can't, can't anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that was the last time you did that. <laughs> say this 20,000 20, spent. They'll give them away, 10 quid each. And they'll do it all over the um, Europe. Any fan, for instance, you've got fans who say, I can't pay 60 quid for a ticket, okay, for a home game. But a tenner, you know, even though they've, they've shat on all the fans, I want to. I'd love to be able to go. And you know, working working person, I can't afford it, but I can afford a tenner. And mm. so they'll get the crowds in either cheaply or free, until the you know it's it's a regular thing, and then they'll just put the money up. Once it's become the status quo, is this Super League? Everybody wants to get there. The players want to go there. I, I can't imagine. I mean, people say, you know, uh, did City um, really want this? Did Chelsea really want this? Part of me says they did, and part of me says they had no choice. Because if you don't go along with it, you're going to have these clubs earning 300 and odd million pounds more than you. That, that's that's a tough spot to start with. If they're still allowed to compete in their domestic leagues, you're screwed because because of FFP of some sort. You can't compete financially with them. Your own league, if they get booted out, or it's devalued. So can you imagine the Premier League without the, those big six? What's it worth? It's it's not going to be worth mm-hmm. even 20% of what it is now. Your money's going to go down. The players are going to say, hang on, you can't afford to pay me. Or the, the big competition's over there. You see you see right now, you, you know, Arsenal potentially losing some players this summer, potentially, or other clubs. You say, well, you're not going to get that Champions League. I want to play in the Champions League. And there's more, you know, more uh, kudos playing there. There's more money playing there. So you'll get players. And so, so if City went down that route and said, no, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to stick with our fans and on principle, their income's going to drop. Okay, because the Premier League income is going to drop, all these other clubs are going to go ahead. The players are going to leave because they say, "Well, you know, the money's over there, the competition's over there. I'm going to go." And then you're going to get this spiral, and then the Premier League becomes more and more devalued. The Championship as well, the pyramid collapses because even though there's, there's Ray, it's not get, a great hitting on. at the moment, it's trickling, you're trickling down twenty percent of what it used to be. It's gone. Football's gone. Exactly. If this happens, which is why I'm not saying you're for the good guys, but they're not the worst guys. There is the worst guys. If this happens, that you're going to see a lot of the things you've just mentioned but, there. But the US and I wanted to, wanted to point out as um, you mentioned about the fans not really mattering, and that's that, that is just that's a fact of football. Money's never going to leave football completely. Okay, that's just a fact. Everybody needs to accept it. If you if you th- ever think it's going to go back to like it was in the seventies or eighties or even before that, you're lying to yourself, and you may as well find another sport to watch because it's never going to be that. 
But what it can be is what, what it is now, which is a decent product to watch and still competitive. And, I, and we've sat here with, with Leicester and, and West Ham sat in Champions League places right now. Right now on the Premier League table, Leicester and West Ham are sat in Champions League places. So I'm not going to listen to anybody that says the Premier League isn't competitive, as we know it right now. And in terms of fans, there's only so much revenue you can take from domestic fans turning up to your stadium. It costs more for me to go watch Liverpool than it did for me to fly to Germany, book a hotel, book my transport, get all my beers in and go see Borussia Dortmund live in the Yellow Wall. It costs me less money. <laughs> and I live less than three hours from Liverpool. So... But the thing is, I, I, I was a tourist when I went to Dortmund. I'm a tourist when I go to Liverpool. But I also support my local clubs. I work at, I work at a semi-professional club and I support the, the, the club of the town I was born in. Heavily support them as in buy their shirts every season, go to the game whenever I can. Okay, I think that's important to do. But by all means, watch football at the top level. It's a spectacle to watch. If, if you've watched PSG in Bayern Munich just the other night there, mm, yeah. fantastic. You're complete neutral. I was... Enriched in that game more than any other game I've probably watched this season. Okay, so the products that we have now, I think, are okay, are fine, and do the job. I understand the year for Champions League that uh, it used to just be you had the cup for the champions, then you had you know the one for the rest of them, the top four or whatever, and then you had the cup winners cup, which I think was a, is a probably a better format, but not as much as a lucrative format as a Champions League as it is now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally if this goes ahead, then all of that goes. West Ham and Leicester don't sit in Champions League places. Um, and I think people are... This is bad, but then they kind of look, then they look at what it is now and they're slate what it is now. Sky's got all the money. Sky's... Uh, yeah, it does. But, you know, it's not a terrible... It's not a terrible watch. And it has a wee bit more expensive than it probably should be. But I don't feel like that's destroyed a football pyramid and, and any sort of competitiveness in the league. I don't feel like that is as anywhere near as bad as this Euro- European Super League. Uh, I'm not saying that UEFA and Sky are the good guys, but they're definitely not... Um, worse than what's coming well, I if think, this goes through. I think you're right in what you say. I think everybody is looking at six individuals at the moment and you're looking at England because um, <clears throat> people are calling them a little mafia and, and that's what they're saying there. Oh, and I'll bring up this comment here. Ray, I'll come to you. I think it's something that you'd said actually was, LK says the irony is that they've mismanaged our clubs and now they're trying to destroy us. Is this going to happen, Ray, or have we got enough people on our side to unite together to prevent this, do you think? Well, uh I thought about it. I, how can this be stopped? You know, the fans can't make any difference. Money generally talks. People say, oh, well, is it going to be a broadcaster? Yes, there is. I've heard of two offers, one of $3.5 billion, one of $4 billion, which is double what the current broadcast deal for the Champions League is. Um, so that's going to happen um, from, from that side of things. You know, the, the bank, JP Morgan, are going to underwrite it by, was it $6 billion? So, um you know, they've got some backers there. Sponsors will come on board. You know, if you get the right... Uh, you know, if, uh, let's just let's just say for argument's sake, all the players at those big clubs are allowed, you know, and, and they, they go to the new uh, European Super League. The sponsors are going to flock to it because all the best players in the world will be playing that European Super League. So people say, the spon- where would the sponsors come from? You'll see the sponsors come. You know, they'll they'll, they'll sponsor it. No, absolutely no problem about that. So how can it be stopped? There's only, t- t- as I said, two ways: the players, the players just say we're not having it. And then they have it out with the clubs, but then the clubs turn around and say, "Well, you're under contract, um, so either you don't play anywhere, you know, or we'll keep you in uh, wrapped up in in legal stuff. You won't play anywhere." Um, and then it's a, and this is a, a more difficult. It's it's clubs either saying, "Actually, we, we we got it wrong." I can't see them pulling out because you pull out, you can't go back in again. Um, uh, more more than likely, and then they'll have to go to other clubs. So it, it looks like you know maybe Bayern don't come in, maybe Dortmund and maybe PSG. 
You know, I reckon PSG are just hanging on until Chelsea, City and Real Madrid get kicked out and then they win it by default, uh, the Champions League or something. But, you know, so it, it wants, they'll start looking at other clubs. They will go to other clubs. I mean, you know, they could go to Germany and say, Schalke, you're bottom of uh, the Bundesliga. You go getting relegated. We know you've got the, this, this model there, but um, you get 70,000 fans at your home games. So you've got the, the fan base, you've got the, the, the might and the clout and the history behind you. Why don't you come along? And they'll go to, they'll keep going till they get a club and that's still got enough statue. Maybe they might just go to Ajax and say, we'll get you in Ajax, we'll give you 100 million euros. And they might say, we have no choice but to accept. Let the others have 300, but 100 million to Ajax is, is, is massive money. So I think you're going to get uh, a, a lot of um, approaches to clubs until they get who they want. I think Porto have turned them down as well. And unless those clubs say, no, we're not interested, you know, didn't, they might end up with just 12. I, I, I don't think it'll be 12 because I'm, I'm sorry, if you go to, you know, let, let's say you, you, look, you go to Newcastle and you say to Mike Ashley, Mike, here's uh, 80 million quid, come and play in the uh, European Super League for a season. He's, he's there, you know, and they'll find other clubs. Marseille, they go to Marseille or Lyon and say, look, you know, you know, you're a bit strapped for cash, 80 million quid. Roma, you know, just have a little extra spice from uh, other countries. Um, and they might ex- end up excluding Germany altogether, but there'll, there'll be clubs who'll do it because, at the end of the day, your businesses you've got to be survive. And it, might, however distasteful it might be, businesses will do what it takes to survive and thrive as best they can. And I think that's what's going to happen. And Simo, do you think that there's anything that can be done now? Perhaps it might change. But and then what in five years' time it happens? I just feel my gut feeling is it's going to happen eventually. I've just got a bad feeling. Something will happen. Yeah, reform is happening. UEFA were already <laughs> proposing a reform for the Champions League in 2024, which was going to look at a, a more Swiss model where it would be uh, an extra two teams for 36 making up the competition. It would then split down so everybody gets a chance to play each other, etc., etc. I wasn't a fan of it. Um, but again, it wasn't it wasn't really affecting domestic leagues, and you know you're not looking at clubs getting kicked out of domestic leagues. In terms of what will happen, we're at the point where neither side can blink and give in to the other. That just can't happen. <laughs> there needs to be some sort of middle ground. Um, at the beginning of this, a lot of people thought this was just posturing by the clubs to to gain a, a favor uh, a more favorable deal for them to manage um, the 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 distribution of the of the income of the broadcast deals, um, and. There, there will be a compromise. It will not be like UEFA won't blink and these clubs won't blink. They're, they're too far in. There's been too much malice. You got the president of UEFA calling out everybody that's left. You got the clubs coming you know, and saying this is what's and not saying a word and this is what's better for the league. Real Madrid have just came out and said this will clear our debt. <laughs> this will clear our debt. We're doing this. <laughs> um, PSG. Right, a lot of people think, oh, well done to PSG for them. Um, for no, for not joining. That's because the president has broadcast. because uh, a lot of money tied up in the broadcast and the um and the the, uh, the Saudi Arabia, Dubai um, countries. Uh, and you know it's it's it, it's going to be it's going to be it's it's not going to it's going to be hard to predict how it's going to actually turn out because I just don't think either side can blink. Both are in far far too deep. And what does it mean for our season? I mean, Arsenal have had a shocking season in terms of the league, but we're still in the Europa League. Man City um, will come on to in a minute as to why he can't do the quadruple, but you're still in a lot of this season in terms of the Champions League. 
I mean, does it matter? What happens if we say Arsenal win the Europa League and Man City win the Champions League? I mean, does it matter for Arsenal's season next season? And is it not going to be a Champions League? Is it? I mean, where do we go from here? Has this whole season just been a waste, Simo? Do you think? Yeah, this if if it goes ahead, this whole season will be a waste, and then every season that follows will will be a waste <laughs> because there's yeah. no point. You can't lose. You can only you can you can win. Well, so we'll call it winning. I mean, I don't I don't really think if, if there's no stakes in the table that you can fail, then you can't win. If you can't fail, uh, then you can't win. In my opinion, um, yeah. But if if they do some some call if they do come to some sort of compromise and they agree some sort of favourable broadcast deal or some sort of reform. Mm. What they want is basically the big clubs to be able to play play each other on a more frequent basis to generate to generate those um, massive incoming broadcasts that are sort of like you know, your PSGs and your Bayerns. But you know the amount of money that 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 matchmaker could make, you know, more oh, money yeah. than than a few a few other matches combined. You know, and they and want, if, they and want if more this... frequency. If this does happen, is is I mean I'll ask you both. Let's start with you, Simo. Is that it for you in Liverpool, or what happens? Absolutely, yeah. That's 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 it for me for um um uh, sort of yeah Premier League sort of. Well, maybe I'll still watch the Premier League if it does go ahead. Um, uh, in terms of finding our club, I might I'm aligned with Liverpool because the amount of le- football and legends that I admired that you know went through Liverpool, Bill Shankly, Bob Play- Bob Paisley. If you're a football nerd, then these sort of and and obviously from my home country and stuff like that, and there's a long you know Kenny Dalglish, Graham Souness and stuff like that. It's, 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 there's a lot of Liverpool supporters in Scotland, and um, in terms of, I'll probably watch German football. I'll watch if if it stays as it is. German football is a cracking watch. I love Borussia Dortmund, um, and I love like, a lot of German football. So uh, will it be the end of football? I'm not going to let some like six billionaires, six people. <laughs> I'm not going to let them ruin the love of the uh, of the game that I, I've loved, you know, for for forever, for as long as I can remember. So, you know, it won't be the end of football, but in terms of, of my relationship with Liverpool, yeah, absolutely. Fair play. Ray, I'll come to you on the same point. I mean, if it gets to the stage where this replaces the Champions League and we still have a Premier League, then I think, like Simo says, the Premier League will just be a distraction that gets in the way of the elite uh, Super League. So with that, what would you do in terms of Man City and if they're a part of it? It's it's really difficult because until it happens, you know, it's it's all. So many fans have said, um, whatever happens, whether they they come back, um, they've gone too far. We're not we're not going to go again. Let's wait and see. It's the same with COVID. We had stories of fans saying, you know, tons of fans saying we're not going to uh, go once COVID's over. You know, the uh, for for whatever reason. But at City, I think that number's only about ten percent. Only ten percent of the season card holders have said they're not going to renew. Uh, which is pretty decent, actually, um, compared to what it normally is. So it's not much more. Um, what would I do? I mean, it's, it's been a tough season anyway. It's been a tough season. Uh, and, and this just makes it worse. I mean, honestly, I, we've got we've got two games tomorrow, men's and women's, so I, I cover both teams. I've not done any previews with anybody. I mean, we've got, for example, we've got the women's t- team. They've got a game on tomorrow against Chelsea. And the two points separating us at the top of the table and it feels like winner takes all. The winner of that, there's only, two, I think City will have two games left after that. Winner of that probably wins the league. This week was supposed to be loads of previews with Chelsea fans talking about, you know, for, up for the game. And and we're on Tuesday. I've done now. We've got uh, a game against um, um, Aston Villa. I mean, I even forgot who we were playing tomorrow. I've known for weeks. Yeah. And it, it's, it's in your head. And now it's just popped out. I had to go and check who we, who we were playing. Um, and I've not really got much um for it. You know, people are asking me to do previews and, I always say yes, but I'm not doing my own. You know, I've not got that um, that enjoyment or that uh, desire to, to to bust me uh, guts to to do stuff. 
So what's going to happen? I don't know. I'll, I'll speak to my kids because my and I pay for my kids to go. I, I suspect they're not going to be that keen, that bothered because you know, teenage, young teenagers, there's other things to do. I know other people are paying for their kids as well, and it's going to depend on what their kids want as well. Um, you know, maybe the younger fan will 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 accept it. Uh, what goes on because it might not make a big difference to them. But the older fans, every older fan I've spoken to at City, they don't want it. And a lot of them will say, we're not going to keep coming. We're not going to uh, go. City have, you know, betrayed us. That's one of the words used, betrayed us. And there's no coming back from this betrayal. It's like, you know, your missus, you know, (laughs) you've been with her for 30 years and then you find out she's been uh, sending dirty messages to the fellow next door, Uh, you know. you got a choice to make. Do you kick her out or do you take her back? You know, and 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 that's 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 what it kind of feels like. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll plod on till the end of the season, and then I'll you know um, I'll I'll try and you know get me clear my head. But it, it's very difficult to support what they're doing, especially to the fans. I know they've been doing it for years, and it's 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 good. It was going to happen eventually. Something was going to happen where they were really kickers in the nuts, and I think that's what they're doing now. Um, and it, it just it's whether you can take it. Um, you know, speak to your mates and. If a lot of your mates aren't going, and that's one of the reasons you go, it, you know, it, you break that bond with you know the day out and everything else, and go, going on away away trips. It's always an occasion. Um, it, it's it's just hard to, as I said, it's hard to say until until you've had, you have to make that decision, you know. But final thing, two, City had two thousand tickets for Sunday, two thousand tickets, and they finally sold them today. I mean, no one wants to go. People are asking for the money back. <laughs> for the Carabao Cup final, uh, I mean, I, I understand nobody wants to watch Tottenham play, but uh, <laughs> by the by, but um, people want the money back. They, they feel betrayed. All the, I mean, they spend a good arm and a leg getting COVID tests, being forced to take a train um, or um, a coach, and then pay for the ticket. You know, people spend a couple of hundred quid, and and they feel betrayed by what the club have done to the fans. Um, and this, you know, there'll be a sum that won't come back. But as I said. They'll find new fans, you know. It's a product, and if that's what's plastered all over the telly, that's what's talked about the most. They'll find new fans, and um, yeah, we won't matter. It is such a shame, and I personally feel like if it is this Super League and the Premier League is pretty much no more, um, then I will have to follow Arsenal Football Club and support somebody else. I really will. I, I can't. I can't get behind this, um, and I never thought I would ever be saying this. It's. It's quite scary it's quite surreal um it has felt like football morning uh, it has been a strange sleep for me the last couple of nights because this is a massive part of my life uh, i'm a season ticket holder at arsenal me and my dad go and i meet all the boys and i'm on podcasts and i meet everybody and we have a real good laugh and football isn't about 90 minutes for me football is about before and after as well just as much and it's about the socializing and it's been very very difficult the last couple of years and i said last night that everybody was joking in 2020 and said if you had to c- compare 2020 to a footballer it would be david louise because it's an absolute shambles but i compared 2021 to meza Ozil because it's happened but it might well as have not happened because they might well have not been in playing on the pitch because that's what <laughs> this year's been um it's just been shocking it really has and I can't see how much worse this is going to get, Simo, because we've got VAR, which is causing issues. We've got poor refereeing decisions. We can't go to games. And now this Super League, I mean, the same thing comes in freeze, but this is coming about 30s. I mean, what 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 is happening at the moment? It's becoming unenjoyable to watch now. Yeah, I had, I tried to watch Liverpool last night and it just felt, I was saying to you before we started, it just felt so secondary to me, like as if it was just time passing. It just really didn't, I didn't feel anything watching the game. Exciting or excitement or, or you know anger when we played 
played bad in the second. I just didn't care. I was just more concerned about you know what where is this club going? What's going to happen? Uh, I was I was sad to see you know Jurgen Klopp coming out. He doesn't want to throw his employers right under the bus right away. He tries to keep a level level head. And bear in mind the man he's known about this as long as we have. And you know he's, he 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 brought a wee bit out in Gary Neville, and that was uh, for me that. Bringing out frustration in someone that he can, he, he couldn't turn right around to his owners and just say, you know, for what I, I give five years to this club, you know, won a Premier League, won a Champions League, and he's just didn't even have the, the decency to warn me off. <laughs> the, the decency to warn me off, you throw me to the wolves, I need to go in front of the press here and not lose my head. Um, and Gary Neville was on the same side as Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I really do think it was born out of frustration, and uh, he just he just wanted to, to see someone off. Um, it just happened to be Gary, and you know we all like to see Gary off every now and then, even though <laughs> even though we probably appreciate the job he does. Um, but yeah, it's a surreal sort of thing. You mentioned about VAR referees. I just I've just seen so many minuscule issues. It's like for me, it's like complaining that a bulb's gone when your house is burning down. <laughs> it's like it's it's not even relevant as a problem to solve. For me, there is one problem to solve. Uh, and that needs to be everyone's focus. And Ray, I know you said the fans don't matter um, and stuff like that. I disagree. I think the the more people, even us in our, in our you know limited audience, you know we're out here speaking about it. You know, like like let your club know you're not happy with it oh, on no, Twitter, I, on Instagram, on Facebook. Let them know. Stand outside your club. You know, by all means. If if we all just did nothing because we oh it doesn't matter anyway. Don't no, no, you? no. I'm not. I'm not saying we do. I'm not saying we do nothing because you can see Chelsea fans outside Stamford Bridge. Spurs fans were there, Leeds fans were there. You know, fans will show their anger, but how long will they keep doing it? You know, come back in a month's time, and you know, and and ask ask me then how many fans are still outside grounds? How many fans are going to turn up to the last game of the season? Um, you know, we we all we see is the vocal few. You know, we we might see you know hundred Leeds fans outside the ground, uh, but there might be half the Leeds fans are, are quite happy with it. It's maybe thinking get rid of those. Some we we might be able to win some if you get rid of the big six. You know, Leeds Leeds have been. Um, Probably what lead to be top six in the table. So, you know, you guys would be top four if you if you if you backed out now and everybody's got kicked out. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm saying the fans should make their feelings known because you know it's like someone's dying and, and you're letting it happen and you you know and you're doing nothing about it and, it, and you can see the mistakes or you can see a, a solution. But I just think the money is so much. You know, it, it's a lifeline to the Spanish clubs and the Italian clubs. It's just, just so much money, and the English clubs as well. With their American owners, it's not just the American owners, but you know they're used to the, uh, uh, working in a certain way. But I think when you've got the Spanish clubs, the Italian clubs, and three, let's say three English clubs with American owners, it's you know that's that's a lot of big clubs. Man United, Liverpool. If if you look at the biggest clubs in the world, I'd say Man United, Liverpool, Barcelona, Real Madrid are probably top uh, four of the top five with Bayern Munich. And if they get 80% of them and then some of the other really big ones uh, and tagging Spurs at the end, then, you know, you've got, you've got a, a, a big, um, you've got a big, you've got a big starting point. And I think, you know, it can be very hard, but the fans have got, the fans have got to um, make their voices heard as much as they can. But I just don't think the owners are going to listen. I mean, how, when was it last time Stan Kroenke went to um, Emirates? 
Oh, mate, honestly, I was just going to bring this up. Fans have never been able to unite at the Arsenal Football Club, and I've always said that, but I think that fans can unite. I think fans do have a voice. I think that we do have to um, make sure we're all on the same page, however. Um, and I think that is what will happen, and it won't just be fans uniting. I think it'll be the media. I think it'll be the press. I think it'll be managers that are coming out. I mean, Jurgen Klopp comes out and says that the Champions League is the Super League. Pep Guardiola's come out today with some comments. I want to bring this up, though, just before we do move on, because I think it's important, and it is quite funny for us. Um, what do Ray and Simo feel about Tottenham's inclusion? Obviously, as Arsenal fans, we're biased, but I think it's outrageous they've got in on the back of one League Cup in the last 30 years. Now, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I'm going to agree and laugh and think they're a banner <laughs> club, etc. However, uh, we can't sit there and be too too laughing too hard because we have been a shambles for the best part of 15 years, albeit we have won um, some FA Cups. But... Simo, let's come to you. Spurs, what's it about? Is it just money? I mean, what, what's, what is it with Spurs? Well, uh, what, are they great? Are they elite? What's going on? It's, it's essentially a big stadium in Hurricane. <laughs> That's what they bring to the table. In terms of what? longer, Harry Kane might be going, so that's good. Yeah, they said that two seasons ago as well, but like, yeah, you know, I think he might actually go this time, though. Um, in terms of how they got there. I mean, the, the club statements that were released were pretty much copy and pasted and it was all a uh, competition about the, the teams of the most glorious history in the Champions League all coming together to one Super League, Super League. Tottenham have never won a Champions League. They're not winning a league in 60 years. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Ajax have won it like how many times? Five times. <laughs> four or five times. Four or five times. Oh my, my word. I, I, I could say the Champions. same about Arsenal as well, but you know the subject is taught. The subject is Tottenham, and I'm not saying like I don't want to use the term Liverpool deserve to be in it more than Tottenham, but Liverpool have a history in the Champions League. If they were going to do it, well, they, they should have looked at the list. If you don't win a Champions League, you don't get in. If they were really genuinely trying to make a Super League, but they're just trying to say, oh, they could fill that stadium. <laughs> they get Harry Kane. People watch that, <laughs> and obviously that's a bit of just there. <laughs> but but the, 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 it is that it's the biggest global fan bases generally. You know uh, you know so Spurs. You know, we can laugh at them, but they've got a stadium where when that is, is fully operational, they're looking at 120 million quid or, or, or even more, you know, uh, on match days, which would be the, similar to what United's last one was 111. So they're going to be up, up there, massive uh, money coming in. They do have the fan, a, a decent fan base around the world. Um, and I think that's what it's going to be. You look at something like Newcastle, and Newcastle, yes, they can fill their stadium and they're, they're big in the northeast, but around the world, they're not the same. You know, City. Fortunately, for, you know, for the last 10 or 12 years, we've had uh, a little bit of money behind us and we've been able to attract fans. <laughs> which really, I was going to say, understatement of the century. No, 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 no. We, we, had, we had some money pumped in for about four years and that's it. Since then, you know, we spend what we earn. That's it, you know. Um, but, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's difficult. And when we talk about, I, I saw this analogy, someone said, these big clubs around the world have got a hole in their finances. So what do you do? What do you do to plug that hole? Do you cut costs or do you increase revenue? And they've gone for the increase in revenue. And someone said, it's like having a swimming pool and it's got a hole in it. What do you do? What should you do? Do you plug the hole or do you keep pouring water in so that you, you know, to, to keep the, uh, the pool up to, up to the right height? So that they should be looking at ways to plug the hole or selling up, which is what's happened in the past. That's always happened. You know, if you feel you can't, and, and you, you hear that from owners, I felt I couldn't take the club any further, or I'm skint, like, what's his name, the, uh, Simon Jordan, I'm skint, so I'm going to have to sell up. 
and you sell it to someone else who's got vision, usually local, and plenty of money. So if you can't compete with somebody else and you want to, that's what you do. Whereas these guys, what they're doing is, um, you know, looking for an, another way out to increase the income. And, you know, tech, it, is, it will take it away from everybody else. So they just want a bigger share of that pie. And United, you know, the way it's going to, I think it's going to work is they're looking to stream, you know, or get more revenue for their home games. So if United can get 30 million on a stream or 30 million people around the world watching their home game against Real Madrid, and Man City can only get 5 million, United can say, well, why should we share that? You know, uh, we want the full uh, full value for what we're bringing. So it's, it is, look, we know it's all greed. It's, 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 the, way, it's the way of the world, sadly. Yeah, 100% it is. Worrying times ahead. And hopefully we'll find out more information in the coming days because I still don't know a lot about it, if I'm honest with you. Um, we are going to move on because there was some football, believe it or not, over the weekend. Um, but there may well not be if you're talking about the FA Cup. I have never seen such boring semifinals in all my life. Ray, what happened? And are you gutted that you cannot do the quadruple now? I'm not bothered about the quadruple. Uh, I mean, you know. No? I, I, no, honestly, I said, it, I, I've said it'd be great if we did it because everybody would shut up then. Okay. Or they'd find, <laughs> they'd find another thing to say, you know, look at it. So, so let, let's, let's get this right. City get 100 points. They score a record 106 goals. They get a plus 79 goal difference, which is another record, a, a massive gap between first and second. All these records broken, left, right, and centre. And, and, and you got people saying, oh, that's not enough. You've got to do it again. Hang on. We've just done all these records. This stuff has not been done before. Some of it, no one's been close to doing this before. And you say it's not good enough. So we go out and do it again. And then people move the goalposts and they don't recognise uh, what City have done because that 98 points is like, hang on, that's the second highest points total ever. No one's ever come close to this. And all these other records, and people just diss us. Um, so I just thought if we got the four, maybe that'll shut people up. And they'll have to say, look, you've won three titles in four years. Liverpool got lucky last year for whatever reason, uh, doping or whatever. Um, you know, look into it, Tim. Look into it. Seriously, people say you won it three times out of four years. You, you are a great team and all that. But I... I, I I'm on record as saying I don't think we'll do it. So we'll fall down somewhere because it's really tough. Got all these games in a short space of time. It didn't help uh, having the Carabao Cup moved because um, now it's constituting everything together. As long as you win that one, I don't care. Oh, what yeah, that's, that's, it. No, that's my, one of my favourite trophies. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you can you know Pep's not looking at the uh, the FA Cup. I mean, the team that he put out, I think was it three first teamers. That's it. In, in my in my mind, and he's put in players, um, and he's he, he did it in the loss to Leeds. We saw that as a dis, another disjointed performance where he's he's put in players who either haven't played much this season, like Leeds. He had Ake who'd been injured most of the season. He, you know, he puts players in like Torres who hasn't hasn't played since Boxing Day or something, uh, and he puts in a lot of players who are either out of form, like Sterling, and um, he puts in uh, one or two others who are, you know, Cancelo's dropped off his form and, and others, and then you, you go out and lose that game. And then he goes and does it again after the Dortmund. He puts in a lot of players who, you know, ha- haven't played together, haven't played enough, uh, out of form. And you put in a, a shambolic performance. We didn't look like winning. And, yeah, City fans are good to it. And we know he's looking at, in his case, the bigger picture. He's looking at the bigger picture. You know, if but the thing for me is if the, the players weren't fit enough uh, or were too tired after the game against Dortmund, I can accept that. But I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe Phil Foden is... Un, uh, is too tired to play a game on Wednesday and Saturday. I don't believe that. I don't believe that KDB is the only major star that was fit enough 
to do th- those two games. So you know, Pep's Pep's rolled the dice, and um, he, he, he's not got it right. He's, he's, he's taken a chance, and it's come back and bitten us in the arse. And you know, we've lost three games out of eight now. I mean, that's um, Arsenal level, isn't it? Now, so we, we're a bit. I know, but Arsenal should be so lucky. I mean, losing these league games, it's made the rest of the season. It's like, hang on, so we've got Villa now. We have to go all out against Villa if we beat Leeds. We're almost touching the title. We're four points away from the title in six games. We'll get that. And now Pep's put pressure on himself. We've got to go out and beat uh, Villa. Uh, then we've got Spurs. And then three days later, you know, we've got another game. So I can see us putting out another week inside against Spurs, which worries me because, you know, uh, even a uh, even a bust clock is right twice a what's day. A, what's, a week, what's a week inside for City? I, I can't feel too sorry. I don't, for you. No, I don't know. City. Yeah, yeah, it's not as if you know. Zach Steffen in goal. Zach Steffen in goal. Ben Mendy at left back. Yeah. Zach Steffen is a terrific keeper. Yeah, Zach Steffen's all right. He's made a couple of errors, more than Edison. And a 50, and a 50 Mendy, million left back. Oh, well, come on, Mendy, oh, come on, man. A pair of crutches is better than Mendy these days. Um, <laughs> Mendy's, Mendy's gone. He's gone. He's useless. No, no, look, I, I, miss, I, I make some notes during games. I said, Mendy, okay, he's struggling to pass it. Can't cross it for Toffee. Can't dribble, okay? Um, and he can't defend. So what, what's he bringing us? And in that Leeds game, it's like when Pep moves Zinchenko to left back, he had Mendy on the left wing. What the hell is that about? You know, so... You can have Mendy there. Cancelo's in some stinking form right now. Um, and you can put like Jesus there, Sterling there, Torres. You know, you're asking and Zin, you're asking for trouble putting Zinchenko in midfield. That's a weakened side. You know, we've got we, we've got a strong side, but I think Pep is going to be solely focused on the semi-final of the Champions League. So that concerns me uh, about Spurs. Because look, Spurs Spurs can get lucky against City. It happens. Um, and and I'm worried because you know I want to go on to uh, speak to Spurs fans and rub the noses in it, but I'm I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to um, after this, this Sunday. Not as worried as Dan. No, I am extremely, <laughs> extremely worried. Simo, I'm going to come to you now, but just want to bring this comment in from Billy Powell. Apparently, God, check. Apparently, <laughs> Petr Cech is with the Chelsea fans outside the stadium. That is top class. An Arsenal legend, of course, Petr Cech. No, <laughs> <laughs> um. Simo, let's come to you. Just quickly, FA Cup roundup. It was boring as hell. Who do you fancy to go on and win that now? And who do you fancy for the League Cup final? I would say City are probably going to win the League Cup final. Spurs have just sacked their manager, inexplicably, <laughs> to be quite honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, you talk about a weak inside, Ray, but to any neutral, I think you're looking at it through, like you're looking at that side through um, light blue glasses because a lot of people <laughs> look at that side and they think, oh, do you know what? I'd have, you know, <laughs> eight or nine of those players in my team if they were available. Um, yeah, I think probably City would, would do it, but obviously it's, it's it's a final and I don't think you can ever just go off like form and, and specific sort of lineups in a, in a final. The final kind of, well, it'll be a weird one because it's not good fans, but yeah, it's it's a game that's got to be oh, judged on its own. There's 8,000 fans, isn't there? But it's not. Oh, yeah, there are fans. Yeah, but... Yeah. Well... There's, I mean that that barely cut. I was that like not even a, not even a tenth of a stand. <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, yeah, they still, still need to put on the, the FIFA crowd okay, noise. Simo, Simo. Um, the thing is, the, it'd be like the last time we played Arsenal after about sixty minutes. You know, most their fans had gone. So there's all these city fans. I was there. there. I was still there, Ray. I was still there. Unfortunately, I was when Mustafi headed it back to Sergio Aguero. I was still there. <laughs> 
Until the end. That was, that was the first goal. I mean, you know, but... Uh, there was another three after that one there or two. No, three nil. <laughs> I've, I've always said one thing that um, irks me is that we never stuff Arsenal. We always beat them, almost always. But it's always... We, once we get three goals... That was a 6-3 one year, wasn't there? 6-3, I'm sure there was one year. Well, that was a long time. That, that was yeah. pre-Pet. But since Pet's been here, he's been they've been content with getting three goals. And I think like you know, that 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 one where we beat you three 0 in the uh, when it was snowing the in, uh, four oh, days after God, the yeah. final, we were three 0 up after thirty five minutes. We could have hit you for six or seven. And I always wish we'd done that because all the times you'd spanked us, yeah, you never felt sorry for us. You kept spanking us. You know, there was one game you came to uh, up, up to Manchester, and you were four 0 up at half time or something, <laughs> you, you kept, and you carried on spanking us. And I just don't understand why City let you off the hook. Time was that when you? Point. Was that when you you bought that shirt you got on now? I tell you what, it was. Uh, <laughs> this was a, actually, this shirt was at it's about ninety seven, ninety eight. So we might not have been in the <coughs> Premier League then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the top division. But then, so let's, let's not talk about that. It's too right, long. There might be some break. There might be some breaking news here. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea are leaving the Super League now. They're pulling out. That is good news because Jamie Carragher said, didn't he, last night, it just takes one to pull out and the rest will follow. And I think that's, that, that is really good news. If that's true, it's on Sky Sports News now that Chelsea apparently so, are, are this is the thing. This is the thing. The, uh, for me, part of it, you could just say the English clubs could say, should be pushing UEFA to make it harder for, um, for Real Madrid and Barcelona to survive with that £1 billion of debt. And the Italian clubs and the English clubs, they're already very strong financially, and they could really put the squeeze on the others. I don't, part of me doesn't understand why they're doing it. You know, you know why they're doing it, but part of me says, why don't they take more for themselves and, and, and push the Spanish clubs away and push the Italian clubs away? Because, you know, but then, then there's always the risk that the rest of Europe gangs up on the English because, you know, mm. we've got the best TV deals and, and they can't compete. Fair play. Um, I think it's going to be going back to the Cups. I think Chelsea's to lose and City's to lose, which we'll see what happens with the FA Cup and League Cup. Um, before we finish up, quick roundup. Jose Mourinho has gone. What do we think, Simo? Well, the, the writing was beginning to, to show on the wall, wasn't it? I mean, near, his, near his, the end of his time at Man United, they did start doing those sort of press conferences where he shows no interest. It's players under the bus. It's not my fault. It's everyone else's. Um, I just didn't think it was going to come so soon. You know, <laughs> I I thought they'd give him the final because the man knows how to win trophies, and he's, he has a record that shows that. Um, he's, I think, I, I think it would have been good for him to leave, like, and say, oh, I don't want the European Super League, and then he, he walks. That would have been his easy out, and it would have been really good press for him, and it would have been a very Jose Mourinho thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's he obviously he. He didn't have the back line that he needed to, to play his football, and he had that issue at Man United as well. And, uh, you know, it was always going to happen. And he's, he's, he's already said he'll return to football fairly soon. I think he will. Maybe a national job or something like that. Um, the Bayern job is there, although I don't think he'll get it. Uh, I think he'll go to Nagelmith. He's uh, very promising mm. at RB, RB Leipzig. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. Not no, not yeah, altogether like. surprising. The only thing that surprises me is it came about a bit sooner than I thought it would. Yeah, and Ray, the timing surprises me because if there's any chance that Tottenham have got a winning a trophy, it would have been, uh, you know, at the weekend. Just yeah, because Jose somehow knows how to get a trophy. So is the timing a bit strange? And is Jose Mourinho going to go and manage somebody else very soon? Do you think? Um, 
I don't think you can keep him down. He, he might go back to Italy. I think that's a, a, a decent place for him to go to. Um, the thing is, you got to look. I mean, I think it's costing them sixteen million quid to get rid of him. So he's he's not crying. Uh, certainly not crying about it. You know, <laughs> look, I mean, how much has he made? You reckon just by being sacked? He must he be. Got back, he must be 20, twenty-five million from United. He got twenty million from Chelsea or something. You know, I mean, he must be laughing his head off because you know. Let's be honest. Um, unless you're a Spurs fan, you don't want to be around uh, White Hart Lane. So he's he's getting the boot. He's happy to go. He's getting sixty million quid for it. Um, but he'd be your next manager. <laughs> I said that. I said that earlier in the season. I said that earlier in the season. Be careful, guys, because he'll get the boot at, at, at Spurs, and you'll look at him and say, "Yeah, but he's a serial winner." The thing is, if he'd won on Sunday, if he'd won on Sunday, that would have made it much more difficult for Daniel Levy to give him the boot because you know, you'd have had, uh, you know, he'd have had that. Wow, I won. I won some, and the fans would have been probably more against Levy, even though they hate. A lot of them now they've turned on Josie. But if he wins something for the first time in, what, 10, 12, 15 years, or whatever it is, um, then the fans would be on his side. So, you know, Levy might get a bit, a bit of it in the neck. And then, they, he, you know, he might feel um, coerced, not coerced is the right word, whatever. He might feel forced to let Mourinho stay and have another summer of spending. And then he'd be gone in the autumn anyway. So get it done now, you know, and uh, maybe, maybe the new manager bounce works we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, whether the players, you know, some of the senior players have gone in to uh, leave and said, look, we're sick and tired of this, um, you know, get rid of him or, you know, I want to leave. Um, you can't have, you can't have three, if three or four senior players come and say that, you, can, you, you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, did Deli Ali, Son, uh, one or two others come in and say whatever? You know, as well, I mean, apparently Bale wasn't his choice to get. So there's always that little bit of conflict. And it, it, Bale come, comes across as a Levy signing, you know, a, a good yeah. deal. It's a good deal we can do that. Let, let's do that, um, regardless of whether it's it, it's a good deal for the for the team. But it's a good deal on paper. But yeah, it was only a matter of time that Josie Josie left. Um, I'm a glad he's gone before Sunday. I, I don't know. You know, if we beat Spurs six nil, I'll be happy he's gone. But if we lose and they get that uh, you know new manager bounce and we put out a week inside and you know come um, Monday morning. Uh, 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 most of the country's crime because Spurs have won. I'll not be happy. Fair play. Um, before we do wrap up, I've got to ask you both. Uh, I'll start with Simo and I'll come back to Ray because I kind of half know Ray's opinion. Mikel Arteta on Arsenal, Simo. Um, it's looking pretty bleak. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan and I've said that uh, I'm not a fan for a while. I think everybody knows that I'm pretty much Arteta out and it's time for change and it's needed an experienced manager. I never wanted this guy, etc. I'm not seeing enough progress. Uh, and I said last night on the podcast that how many how many teams have Arsenal taken six points off of this season? And the answer is one, Sheffield United, who got relegated two weeks ago. That is it. We've either drew or lost to another team. Now, we've got four chances of making that happen against Newcastle, Brighton, West Brom and Chelsea. But it seems very unlikely with a couple of those teams. So uh, if you were an Arsenal fan looking at it from outside in, what would your thoughts be and what would you like to see happen? Um, I like the fact that, that he's young and that is his first uh, job in management. It's at a high level. Um, and he's, he's obviously, um, you know, his ties to the club have, have obviously helped that. And, and learning under Pep Guardiola has, has obviously helped that. Um, it really improve. Managers improve the same as players improve, without a doubt. Um, he's shown some good decision-making and some really, really horrendously bad <laughs> decision-making. Um, some of the football Arsenal played when it's been slick, it has really, really worked. Um, but when it's not worked, it, it has really, really not worked. And it, there's a lot of, you know, I see the, the, 
just a just a few games ago, I seen ja- Janik Granite Xhaka pressing at the byline, and I'm thinking, wait, you're the you're like the holding midfielder. Why are you ahead of Bamiang? Uh, and, <laughs> and it is shocking. It's as simple as that. Uh, and I think you know when, when it does go right, it goes right. But who who do you get in? To replace him for me, it would need, it would need to be some sort of if you're not going to go with you know young and up and coming, you need to go with an experienced head. I said this last time I was on on a pod and uh, that when Everton and Arsenal were both looking at managers, I thought Carlo yeah. Ancelotti was going to go to Arsenal and Arteta would go to Everton, given that he has ties with Everton as well. Um, obviously, that didn't come to fruition. And uh, Carl Ancelotti, I believe, he's still showing his quality as a manager. And I believe when he deepens that squad, you will see some of the football that you've seen near the beginning of the season uh, over the over a longer course. Um, a manager that I would probably pick out from the top of my head that could replace Arteta is maybe Brendan Rodgers, who shows a lot of promise. Obviously, he was a lot younger when he took the Liverpool job, and he's had a job at a top six club. Uh, obviously, he, he gave a good run at the league, didn't quite get over the line. Um, promising manager, lot a lot. A lot of time left in football. Brendan Rodgers as well could be the man, uh, but that's that's my thoughts on it. Fair play. I mean, for me, I wanted to see a Simeone or an Allegri or an Ancelotti come in um, when Wenger went, and then obviously we got Emery, and everyone was like, mm. "But at least I said he'd won three Europa leagues in a row, and he'd done stuff at PSG as well as Valencia and Seville." So I was okay with that. I believed that he had to go when he went, but I wanted then that to be the we tried the guy who would not really won the elite. Let's go and get somebody who knows what he's doing. Allegri was available. Rafa Benitez would have come. He was in China. That was another option that I had. And we went for Arteta. And I just thought, what is going on? Ray, almost two years ago to the day, you warned me. You said, don't go for Arteta. He was our number two. You need to go and get an experienced man. I think it would be a risk. What are your thoughts two years on? It's a funny old thing because that first, last season, he finished it pretty much on fire. And, uh, you know, he beat almost the only team, big team that he didn't beat was Spurs. He beat City, beat United, he beat Liverpool, spanked Liverpool, didn't you? But, um, to, to stop that, well, you, you stopped their run. Um, you beat, I remember you won away at Sheffield United when they were doing well. It was in the cup. You, you beat Wolves as well. You won against most of the top teams. Um, and so you, you could see, you know, he did, and it, look, you did the numbers on in the, in the cup semi as well. Um, you know, Arteta's tactics worked, uh, worked to a T. And so you could see a lot of promise and he's not delivered this season. He's not delivered. And I don't know what the reasons for, you know, his lack of progress this season, because you've gone backwards. Is it because you need more players? Is it because his hand has been forced and you, you know, you've got some, some, let's be honest, you've got some dross there. You know, what's William doing? I don't know. Pepe, you know, you know, if, if, if you pay 10 million for Pepe, you'd probably still be unhappy. Um, you've got a few players out there who are just, either too old, not good enough, not good enough for a club like Arsenal, you know? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. It, it really is because it's sometimes, I mean, he's been pulling some results out of the bag. When you look really down and out, you'd lost about four or five games on the bounce earlier this season and suddenly he, won't, he wins a couple of games and uh, you know, everything seems a bit uh, hunky-dory again. I, I don't know. I don't know if, if persevering with him is going to work. Or is it just going to add more problems for the next guy? Because Arteta out of summer buys two or three players who turn out to be Bob. Um, I don't know. Um, as I said, could be you could be a you know Jose Mourinho. He won't even have to move house. Uh, <laughs> you, you laugh at me, you know. I, 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 I honestly, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. And I think it's an off chance, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. And he would, he would say the exact same thing that he said when he got his spurs. Uh, yeah. And he said, they said. 
Josie, we thought you were allegiance to, to Chelsea, or you're a Chelsea fan, and he said, oh, that was until they sacked me. And he could say the exact same thing when he gets to Arsenal. <laughs> Jose Mourinho will destroy us just like he did Spurs. Not that we need much further to destroy, and Arteta's doing a good enough job, to be fair, but uh, we shall see what happens. He is young, he is going to make mistakes, and I don't actually blame Arteta. I point fingers at the board, and I point fingers at the owners, and particularly after these last few days, I point fingers at the owners even more. Uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, really has. We've managed to round up quite a lot there today, um, and uh, I think we're all on the same wavelength in terms of the Super League. Simo, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thanks very much for having me, mate. Absolute pleasure. We did lose Jake. Jake was in the chat and he did say his Sky was playing up, which is uh, typical of Sky, isn't it? Unbelievable. <laughs> what timing What timing of Sky to have no broadband? I thought you were going to say typical Typical Sky. I wouldn't be saying that stuff on here like that, Ray. I wouldn't be saying stuff on here like that. Uh, and my thanks also to Ray for jumping on in the last minute. Mate, it's been a pleasure. We'd love to have you back on. Um, as always, you're always welcome on this channel, mate. Yeah, Thank you. I'm, I'm always happy to come on. I'm, you know, I'm not don't normally find me in the same room as a Liverpool fan these days, but uh, I don't mind. Simmel's Simo, Simo, all right. That's the, that's the biggest compliment he's given me all night. <laughs> Finally said something nice to me. <laughs> he's probably Absolutely. bald under that hat, but hey. But he's, uh, he's right. I am bald under that hat. <laughs> Very bald. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Guys, good banter. Great fun as always. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Over 250 of you at one point. Absolute, watching live. Absolutely superb. Thank you so much. There'll be more content coming every Monday, every Friday. And I think we're doing four on a mic on Thursday. I think me and Craig are probably going to do a little bit of a double act, uh, a couple of podcasts after each other because Arsenal play Everton on Friday night. Um, so it'll probably be a preview on the Thursday as well. Until then, take care and each other and up the Arsenal. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.